Arkansas does not have South Carolina on the schedule this fall, but that's a game when you joined in 92, you played those guys every single year. There were some battles. Lou Holtz losing in Little Rock. Connor Shaw getting sacked in Fayetteville, going to Columbia. And, well, you didn't get to play him this year. You did play him last year. And Spencer Rattler's a guy uh, that a lot of people are, I think, are interested in to see how he does. We've got Chris Phillips here, Spurs Up Show, owner, emeritus, operator, whatever your title, you name it. You're the one that, that runs that thing. Uh, Chris, I, I want to start with Spencer. He was sitting across from me earlier talking with him. He exploded down the stretch, had an okay game against Arkansas, missed some throws. What are your thoughts on the former Oklahoma quarterback heading into another season with Shane Beamer? Well, Ty, first things first, let's go back and talk about that South Carolina Arkansas series, right? Because you mentioned some of your favorites. How about uh, DJ Swearinger with the pick six, throwing the ball in the stands after the uh, the flagrant foul there? Who cares? Who cares? The famous call. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Derek McFadden actually still gives me nightmares to this day what he did to the Gamecocks defense back in the late 2000s. But, I mean, listen, you mentioned Spencer Rattler, and it's funny enough, Ty, and by the way, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to chat with you. But, um, you know, I, I said it this time last year that South Carolina's season was ultimately going to be decided by – number seven how far he could take them I feel like that's even more so the case this season when you look at some of the questions they've got on the line of scrimmage you look at the questions at the running back position and those two things could work out very well in their favor but right right now we just don't know and we saw him at his best last year in those final three games 10 touchdowns three interceptions first uh first 10 games or so our last three games here right he was 10 touchdowns three interceptions first 10 games eight touchdowns nine picks so you know you feel confident now with dabble Loggins' first year in this scheme a simplified scheme that'll really allow him to there's no more 22 word play calls or 22 personnel packages if you will they'll be able to go out there and play it also helps when you've got i think the best wide receiver in the sec returning and a guy like juice wells on the outside finding somebody else outside of him to step up going to be key it might be your buddy trey knox the arkansas tight end so you know i I think Spencer Rattler is, is prime for his best season in Garnet and Black. You know, I, I think there's a chance it's probably somewhat of that mixed bag because I think his game, it kind of it favors towards that when you talk about a guy that trusts his arm. At times, I think he may trust a little bit too much, but you live with some of that bad because he gives you so much good in the way that he can change a game. He can be a game breaker. I mean, you saw it against Tennessee and the Clemson game. I thought the Clemson game last year was a really, truly great example of what his game is. Again, he's going to have some moments that make you scratch your head and frustrate you, but he's going to make some plays that make it all worth it. Obviously, Gamecock fans are just hoping you get more of that positive than the negative. So I think Spencer Rattler is prime for his best season of his career. He's going to need help around him, though. That's the big key, I think. You just referenced Dow Loggins. There's three Arkansas connections. Dow Loggins, Trey Knox, who you brought up, and then also Justin Seb. So Razorback fans have some ties out there. Dow in his first season as offensive coordinator at the college level. I know it didn't exactly go to according to plan in the National Football League. What are South Carolina fans saying right now on July the 20th in terms of their new offensive coordinator and former Arkansas quarterback? Trust in Shane Beamer. I think that's what fans are saying because you look at the resume, right? It's not pretty. It's not the flashiest resume we saw from all the OC candidates that are available. And I, listen, I was very transparent and blunt on it, not saying that Dabble Loggins is going to fail necessarily, but that, you know, it's it's somewhat of a roll of the dice. The same way, by the way, that I said when Shane Beamer was hired that he was a roll of the dice, not in a negative way, but when you don't have any experience or your resume is what it is, right? That tells you you can only go off of what you know to this point. But with that being said, and I've been someone I've been as critical as any or questionable as any about that hiring, you talk to people within the building, they, there are positive signs coming out about, again, 
he said all the right things in his presser when he was hired. The way they want to simplify the offense, make things easy for Spencer Rattler. Dabble Loggins is a huge Spencer Rattler guy, and if they can stick to that and stick to the word, the simplification, and just let those guys go out there and make plays, I, I don't think it's going to be perfect because here's the thing. There's not many OCs in college football who could scheme around some of these deficiencies you have in the offensive line. You return 50 less starts than you had last year, and that was from an offensive line that paved the way for a running game that finished outside of the top 100. Also, they struggled to protect Spencer Rattler at times. So unless some of these transfers they picked up step up and step up quickly or some young guys emerge, the offensive line probably going to be a work in progress early. But I think Dowell Loggins – here's the thing, Ty. You can't get any worse than Marcus Satterfield. And that's not just lip service. I mean, at times it was it was so incredibly hard to watch. I do – raise you Jim Chaney. Raise me Jim Chaney, fair enough. But I think it's one of those things – we talked about when Shane Beamer was hired. He's a guy that first-time head coach – He's learning on the job. Now let's see what Shane Beamer learned from this experience with Marcus Satterfield. You go out, he said, Dowell Loggins is his guy. Dowell Loggins was the dude he targeted from the jump. It very well could work, but make no mistake, there's a lot of pressure on this hire because swing and miss at OC number one. You swing and miss at OC number two, you know as well as I do, Ty. Then there becomes a narrative of, you know, he's charismatic, he can recruit, he does all that, but he can't identify a good OC. He can't identify a good play caller. I think Dabble Loggins is going to be an upgrade. How much of an upgrade is just yet to be determined. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McClarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McClarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McClarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. It's Christmas in July. Give your family the gift of true comfort this summer with an HVAC system replacement from Pascal. No packages to unwrap, no batteries to buy, and no assembly required. Financing is available for as low as $99 a month and no money down with up to $2,000 in tax credits and savings. Don't wait for December. Get your holiday savings now. Schedule your free estimate today. GoPascal.com. Hey, everybody. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking to lose a little weight, get that lake body ready, that river body, whatever body you're trying to get going this summer. You can do that with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast, and it's quick and it's easy. Plus, no one has time to cook in the summer. We're off going on vacation. We're helping out with the kids. This, again, helps skip that trip to the grocery store, the prepping, the cleaning, all that in just one quick meal. It's fresh, it's never frozen, and it's ready in just two minutes. All you have to do is heat and eat. And again, this is awesome, premium, ready-to-eat meals. 34-plus options. Listen to some of these bruschetta shrimp risotto green goddess chicken 
grilled steakhouse filet mignon. And again, ready in just two minutes. So whether it's for lunch, you're just doing it on the go, or you're just trying to be calorie conscientious this summer, you can do it with Factor. Plus 30 grams of protein each meal with each serving. Again, all these different flavor-packed options, keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, whatever you're looking for, you can do it with Factor. Plus, there's about 45 plus add-ons as well, including breakfast items. Don't forget about that as well. 100% is what you're going to get with Factor. This July, take advantage and again, order Factor two minutes, no less. Head to factormeals.com. Again, F-A-C-T-O-R meals. Dot com and enter the code slash HTL50. Again, factormeals.com slash HTL50. And use that code HTL50 to get 50% off your order. Again, 50% off your order this July. That's, again, HTL50. HTL50, 50% off your meal for Factor. And again, that is August as well. You're going to get in both July and August 50% off. Just use the code HTL50. Try Factor today. Again, factormeals.com slash HTL50. I think that's what people are wondering about with Arkansas with Sam Pittman. Now, he goes back to a well that he knows and Dan Enos where they coached together on that 2015 staff and then brings in Travis Williams who has a lot of respect within the SEC. So, uh, South Carolina, while they're not replacing two coordinators, they are still replacing one particularly on offense and, and Spencer Rattler. Now, we were just talking about before we came on the possibility of Arkansas and South Carolina playing again. Of course, it won't happen in 2024, but is that a game with both teams entering the league in 92? Is that a game South Carolina fans would want to see on their schedule if not every year every other year every three years I definitely think so you know I'll tell you this just personally I had a couple buddies that actually went to Fayetteville last year for that ball game and they mentioned just how great the Arkansas fans were and how raucous the crowd was and you know they talked about that might have been one of the most hostile environments they've ever been to because they didn't know what to expect right because like you mentioned South Carolina Arkansas hadn't played in forever so I think that's definitely one, and maybe just because of the history and the tradition. It's like it's a game we all grew up with, and the game against Texas A&M right now, which replaced it, just just feels weird, man. And honestly, I don't know if any Aggies are listening. I I don't know. I I think Texas A&M's kind of weird. I'll be totally honest with you. So I'd rather play Arkansas personally. Nothing against those A&M guys. But, uh, you know, I I loved that matchup growing up, watching it. Again, I still have some nightmares of Derrick McFadden and Felix Jones and and Ryan Mallett, rest in peace, by the way, and what those guys did. But, uh, you know, it, it's a really fun game for sure, and I think it's one that Gamecock fans most certainly would love to see on the schedule. And I know you were talking about getting back to Willie B and, of course, again, getting to Fayetteville. And I think they're actually two programs. It's cool because they're very similar, right? Sam Pittman is such a fit at Arkansas. Shane Beamer is such a fit in Columbia. And I think they're both programs that are kind of trying to break that mold of seven to eight wins and maybe challenge the upper echelon of their respective divisions. I know we're going away from divisions, but I think they're two similar teams and I think it can make for some great matchups down the road. How much is Clemson's emergence under Dabo hurt the South Carolina program? I mean, Spurrier loved making jokes back in the day about Clemson and whatnot and back-to-back SEC East titles at one point. But I know Dabo and company took a step back last year, but what has that done to South Carolina? Because Arkansas doesn't have to deal with that in-state. It's definitely a unique challenge. And when you talk about the challenges of winning at South Carolina, you know, having Georgia to your west and Clemson to your north is something that, you know, it is unique to other places. Although I know Auburn fans would obviously raise their hand and say, hey, we got it pretty tough too. You know, the success that Steve Spurrier had to take you back, back, I think that 
made Clemson say, hey, we got to do some things differently. We got to recruit differently, right? Because they're whipping our tails every single year. The hiring of Will Muschamp hurt South Carolina more than Clemson's emergence did, if you want my honest opinion, because you look what happens right now. And I know year one, it didn't go your way, but you have the right guy. And in year two, the Gamecocks are pulling the upset, winning up there at their place, and they're snapping the streak. So, you know, I think what it's done, though, listen, I mean, if you look at it from a competitor standpoint, it's made South Carolina evaluate themselves. I fully believe you have to worry about yourself in the building, what you're doing. You can't constantly compare yourself to the rival and let's make sure we're keeping up with them, they're keeping up with us, whatever. But certainly it gives you a sense of urgency because look at last year, right? South Carolina, if they lose to Clemson in the final game, Ty, I think the season's still a success, but are we talking about it the same way in the same light as we are now? Like, you know as well as I do, winning your rivalry game, when it's a Carolina-Clemson, it's an Auburn-Alabama, it's an Ohio State-Michigan, and I'd put it right up there with some of the best in college football, it's so pivotal. And so while maybe you're not, you don't have the squad to go to the SEC title or win double-digit games, you know what you can do, Ty, in the meantime, to build up goodwill and build up your program? Beat your rival. And you talk about in-state recruiting, Atlanta, those guys, and putting borders around the state? Beat your rival. So it's one of those things, man, where, again, you know, Shane Beamer, He's the right guy for the job, and Clemson's success, sure, winning national titles, I mean, it hasn't helped the Gamecocks, but there have been other things along the way that I think have hurt them more. And if anything, though, again, it's made them say, hey, we got to make sure we got our ducks in a row, we got our things in check, and make sure we're doing the right things to compete with those guys and go beat those guys on the field. By the way, we're talking with Chris Phillips, Spurs Up Show. He's the owner, he's the operator, the Meritus, the king, whatever you want to call him. Chris, we just had Mark Womack walk by us. For those who don't know, Mark is kind of in charge of the SEC scheduling, and 2024 schedule came out. It's the best maybe in the history for Arkansas football. It's awesome. Um, what did you think about South Carolina's schedule for next season? And are you in favor of the nine or eight game SEC schedule for the Gamecocks specifically? Because I know it varies by each kind of program. Yes, that's a great question when you're talking SEC scheduling. And I, I'm not going to say I'm not in favor of the nine game schedule because the more the merrier. Like, I thought 2020, outside of the obvious with the COVID, that sucked. But, like, that 10-game all-SEC schedule, it's like, hey, you're in the SEC. Let's play the best, man. Bring it on. Let's do it. From the getting to the playoff perspective, like, I'll give you my philosophy on scheduling. You know, people love these unique out-of-conference matchups. I'm someone, i got to be honest, Ty, I don't mind three cupcakes because you already play Clemson every year and you play in the SEC, right? So it's one of those things where I want to see my team win more games. And when you add a UNC, for example, or you add NC State, or you talk about some of these big non-conference games, while they're great for your program and the exposure and recruiting, I don't mind having three built-in wins in the schedule every year. But to answer your question and not dodge it, I like the nine-game conference schedule. I think it makes sense adding Oklahoma and Texas. I like the three permanent rivals because I think you're able to, in that scenario, sustain rivalries. And it's funny, with all of the changes, I find myself being more of a rivalry over realignment guy. You know what I mean? So I'm, I love the addition of Oklahoma and Texas. Obviously, you and I, as people that create content around this conference, the more the merrier. I mean, what it's going to do for SEC Media Days next year for the SEC as a whole, it's going to make it a lot of fun for us. But I think from the South Carolina perspective, their schedule next year, I know we're doing away with divisions, but it feels like a very SEC West schedule when you play LSU, Alabama, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. And, of course, the thing that stands out, you lose Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee from the schedule. So it's a weird feeling, but if you look at it in the sense from the competition perspective, it's exciting for sure. And I think what's going to define South Carolina and what the expectation should be for a lot of SEC teams, I think Arkansas falls in this as well. If you can get to double-digit wins, you're going to make the playoff. A double-digit win SEC team, like the goal, I mean, certainly one of your goals is to win the SEC title, but you cannot do that and get to the playoff, get to a 12-team playoff, and think about what that does for your university and your program if you do that, right? So for coaches like Sam Pittman, Shane Beamer, maybe winning the SEC is not a 
realistic goal, dare I say, at least from our perspective. But getting to the playoff is, and that can all of a sudden build your program, snowball up, and then all of a sudden you're right up there with the top, the upper echelons in the SEC. How'd your voting end up this week on the West and East? Yeah, so I've got Georgia winning the East. Shocker. Uh, LSU winning the SEC West. Uh, my hot takes from the West. I got Alabama 9-3. and three. I, I've got them losing to Texas in week two. And I think that's, you know, it almost scares me a little bit because that's that low-hanging fruit where it's like we all feel that way because of the questions at quarterback, because some of the other questions. You know, it, I think the thing that it, it's just with Alabama, how are you going to get better when you lose Bryce Young and Will Anderson? Just and Jameer Gibbs, too. And Jameer Gibbs, too, right? So I will say this. I will say this because I got Bama second in the West. If Bama figures out quarterback, this conversation changes a little bit, right? If they, if they find a dude they feel confident in, but there's no indication that they found that dude or will find that dude in, in fall camp. So um, I do have Bama second. I've got LSU winning it. Uh, you know, in the East, I've got Tennessee as the second best team, and I think they are probably the fourth best team in the SEC right now. I've got South Carolina third. And, you know, I, I made my picks to a point to where trying to predict, you know, using logic but also predicting chaos because this is the SEC. When does it ever go chalk? So, like, I've got South Carolina seven and five, four and four in the league. I've got Kentucky eight and four, but four and four in the league. Gamecocks getting the tiebreaker. So, you know, when it all shakes out, I mean, I've got Mizzou finishing sixth, which is very low for them. I've got Florida with the tiebreaker over them. Um, but, again, long story short, I, I've got Georgia beating – LSU in the SEC championship. I, I think both of those are the cream of the crop of their respective divisions. First media days for you. What's been the best part of this week in Nashville? The best part of my first media days has been the relationships that I've built and created and like meeting somebody like yourself, Ty, for the first time, not to pat you on the back. I'll tell you what hasn't been the best part is hearing your singing voice on Twitter uh, at karaoke last night. I, I, yeah, and You missed out last night, Chris. I missed out last night. I wanted to go, but I had to. Today was kind of like the Super Bowl for me, for me. Had Beamer gone on Tuesday, I probably would have joined you guys. But, uh, no, nah, again, man, you know, asking the coaches has been exhilarating. Asking them questions has been exhilarating. Talking with the players has been awesome. But, you know, being surrounded by so many talented content creators and truly the, the elites of the elites in this space and, you know, getting to meet so many people that I've had on the show that I've never met in person. Again, meeting people like yourself and others that, you know, creating relationships with new people that will be able to create value in the future is, it's, I really can't even put it into words how, how grateful I am for that opportunity. And uh, again, being able to share, share the floor with the best of the best in this space is, is just, it's been remarkable. Can I expect to hear Wagon Wheel next year in Dallas for karaoke from here <laughs> since Darius Rucker's a Gamecock guy? We'll have to do a Darius track for sure. I mean, I feel like Wagon Wheel is the low-hanging fruit, but maybe we can find something else out there from, from Darius. But, uh, no, for sure. I mean, the plan is to come to Dallas, and I've never been out there and even to the state of Texas. So, yeah, it'll be a uh, fun road trip for sure. Yeah, Dallas is a good time. Again, Chris Phillips, the Spurs Up show. He's the owner. He's the operator. does it all. Chris, I know we're going, not going to, back to Columbia next year, but next time we come back, you're going to have to show me the place. I'm excited to visit it for the first time. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to have to check out Fayetteville, man. You and, uh, you and John Neighbors, by the way. I know you Arkansas guys, and I will tell you this. I met a lot of people on the Arkansas beat this week, and you guys do a great job and really cool people. And, you know, we have sort of that Gamecock-Arkansas connection with Loggins and Step and now Trey Knox and, you know, what have you, and the meeting on the field. But, uh, now you guys are great people, man. I'm looking forward to next year and obviously staying in touch and continue to work with you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.